Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to the Lampo Show podcast. I am Tina Lampo, digital content creator, entrepreneur, and today with us, we have Miss Yolanda Brassfield, and she is going to share with us um, what it's like to be in a long distance intercultural marriage. A little bit about the Lampo Show podcast. This is a platform where the good, the bad, and the ugly of long distance relationships and intercultural marriages between American women and men from the continent of Africa can openly and truthfully be discussed. Miss Yolanda, if you would go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, uh, I'll do that. My name is Yolanda Brasfield Michael. I live in Dumas, Arkansas. I am a Nigerian wife. I got married September, 2019. We together, me and Mike, have six children. And the rest of the questions, I suppose we'll get into it later on. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for that. Okay. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and get into this podcast. So Ms. Yolanda, can you go ahead and tell us how you met your African husband? Okay, um, 2014, he sent me a friend request. Um, I was selling products online and so was he. I was trying to expand my products outside of the US and he was trying to expand the products he was selling outside of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So we had a mutual friend in common. Um, I saw that he was selling health products, just like me. He sent me mm -hmm. a friend request. And for like two years straight, he didn't say anything. We didn't communicate any kind of way other than a uh, happy birthday on my birthday. That was all he would say for two years. Oh, wow. And um, 2016 came and it was my birthday and I was looking forward to it, you know, because I wasn't looking for anybody, wasn't looking mm -hmm. for anybody. But 2016 came and he said a little bit more than happy birthday. He said, can I direct message you? And I said, <laughs> sure. And so that's how it began. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, how we met on Facebook. Okay. So is there an age difference between the two of you? There is an age difference between us. We have 11 years okay. uh, difference in ages with me being older. Okay. So yes, there is an age difference. Have you ever been married before? Has he ever been married? He's never been married before, but I've been married before, widowed, divorced, you name it, I've been <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, this is his first marriage. Okay. So how long did y'all communicate before things got real serious, like the dating, the engagement, things like that? Okay. We communicated, I think, like, you know, after that third birthday, and we communicated for like six months after that, just talking as friends, um, not even really knowing that he was interested in me all this time, I found this out later, until one day he just said, uh, you're going to be my wife on a, on a text message. Okay. And I ignored that. I said, okay, maybe it's a typo. So we <laughs> rock on two or three weeks later. 
And he brings this up again because I ignored it the first time. He said, mm -hmm. would you consider marrying a man from Nigeria? And I said, well, I hadn't thought about it. Why? Who, who's? He said, me. I said, really? And I was like, <laughs> okay. So that's when I uh, really started getting serious and looking into it. But before that, it wasn't that I set out to find a husband because I, I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. I'd been there, done that, like I said. So, but yeah, it's about six months. Okay, six months, and then you went into the like thing. And then I think court. six months later mm -hmm. is when we actually saw each other. We talked about six months, and then six months later, I actually got a chance to go over. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So when you went over there, did you get married on the first visit? Right. So she was saying that she didn't get married on the first or the second um, trip. I think you said the third trip you got married, right? Yes. Okay, yes, I got so. married on the third trip. Yes. Okay. And the fourth trip was 20 uh, last year where I okay. took my I took my mom and my daughter over with me in 2021. Nobody oh. traveled in 2020 uh because of the lockdown, but thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was nice of you to take your uh, family with you. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, we had three generations on the African continent and we had a ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. So the main way y'all communicate was through WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, things like that. Yeah, the right. normal Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp. Um, I don't like doing the video call. Mm -hmm. uh, because of you know getting disconnected and things like what just happened so we really only talk um face-to-face -face video chatting if there's a issue or a problem but yeah we talk every day unless something is is going wrong you know with the equipment computer right. wi-fi and you know other than that okay. we've been doing that for years yeah okay so are you two of the same faith no, we are not. Oh, we are okay. not the same faith. Um, and to be honest, I was a practicing Christian when we met. Mm -hmm. um, so, and he is Christian. But um, as time went on, I slowly, slowly walked away from uh, the Christian faith and religion altogether, mm -hmm. pretty much. And that was, it was not an easy thing. First of all, uh, dealing with a religion all of your life, the same thing and raising your kids into the Christian religion. I was like, what am I gonna tell my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what am I gonna tell my mom? And I was like, oh my gosh, my husband. You know, Nigeria, they're real religious. Like, what am I gonna tell my hus husband? So. But the thing is, we didn't, the way we deal with it mm -hmm. is that religion didn't bring us together. So religion is not going to be what holds us together or keeps us apart. Uh, we've both decided to respect the other's uh, beliefs and everything else. And, you know, he doesn't try to sway me, convert me back into Christianity, and I don't try to 
convert him out of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, we just respect that in each other because that's ex external. That's, you know, surely it's a big part of, of who you are in your life, but it's still external, mm -hmm. you know? So that's how we deal with it. Okay. So what was it like for you preparing for your trip the first time, like with your visa, the passport, the whole little process? Was that an easy process for you or? Wow. There was nothing easy about it. Uh, I always had a passport because I traveled anyway. So I had a lot of years on my passport. Uh, so that was an issue. The issue was when I found out I went through passport health that I had to take all of these shots and they were expensive mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to take a chance on not, you know, when you go to a place uh, you've never been before, you don't want to take a chance on coming down with something. So yes. the shots were very expensive. Um, the visa process back then was a lot easier than it is now. Uh, first trip, you just gathered all your documents and then you send it in and then they send you the visa back. But now this last time post COVID, I don't know if COVID had something to do with it, but I actually had to travel. And the closest embassy, Nigerian embassy to me uh, is in Atlanta. Um, DC was a little bit further. So it, it was a little bit, uh, different this last time but you know I hear a lot of people talking about how difficult it is but the difficulty doesn't seem as bad when you got your goal in mind and mm -hmm. you know what's on the other end of that um, so I think I've learned over time how to sort of relax in it and go with the process okay so how long was your flight to Nigeria my flight uh, to Nigeria, they have varied because I try not to go uh, the same route every time. Mm -hmm. I like, um, if I'm gonna have a layover, I wanna lay over in somewhere that I haven't laid over before. Okay. I believe my first layover, I got to go to Paris, even though I didn't go outside of the um, airport. Uh, the second time I flew over, I was in Morocco. Uh, didn't really like that one too good. But, uh, and then the third trip, uh, fourth trip, I don't know exactly where it was the third or fourth trip, but I, I do remember going through Frankfurt. So uh, it just depends on the route that you take. Number mm -hmm. one, how many layovers or, you know, how long your layovers are. Um, I'm from, you know, I spent eight years in the Air Force, so I'm used to being in an airplane. So to me, the flight and the flying, uh, it wasn't a problem because mm -hmm. I've done that like forever. And, you know, if you get past the food sometimes on those airlines, then I'm good to go. Yeah. Okay. So once you finally landed on the grounds of Mother Africa. How did you feel? What were your thoughts in that moment? I felt different than I couldn't even imagine. Um, there is a calming, a welcoming 
uh, I'm at home type feel, you know, once you step out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I had never experienced before. Um, that that was a big thing uh, because it's a euphoric uh, type of feeling that you can't really explain, but it was so welcoming. Now, the heat, that was different. That was a different kind of heat. Uh, when it hits you in the face, that's a different kind of heat. But the I'm at home feeling, the welcoming, that, mm -hmm. that, was, that was sort of wild to me. And, you know, a lot of people that tried to scare me, you mean you going to Nigeria by yourself? You don't know nobody? I say, I do know somebody. My man is over there, you know. And I've uh, never been scary anyway in terms of traveling to places. I guess I don't have that kind of sense, but I felt so at home and so welcomed. Um, and then when I saw him, oh, I was, it was over with then. I was like, okay, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so when you got there, did you stay in a hotel, the village, Airbnb? What was the stay like? Okay, my first trip, I did stay uh, in a hotel. I was, it's called the Swiss International Palms Hotel right there in Lagos. And because I wanted to make sure I had a, a uh, hotel close to the airport in case things went south, you know, your first- Understandable. Mm -hmm. You know, and then there are certain things that I like uh, for my hotel room. I want to be cool. I want showers. I want what I want, you know, like you, mm -hmm. we are spoiled uh, sometimes. And so I did stay, I was there seven days and I stayed in the hotel the first trip. Now that second trip, uh, it was a little different because my husband was like, you know, we could get an apartment for a whole year for what you spent in the hotel for a month. And I'm like, say that again. He said, true, that's what we could do. I said, you mean $750 we, you could get an apartment for a whole year? And he was like, yeah. So trip number two, that's what um, we had. We had the apartment then and it was, um, it was nice. I mean, I couldn't, less than what I pay in a mortgage and you had a whole year. Mm -hmm. And a tile floors, two bedroom, you know, inside nice bathroom, shower. It was it was wild to me. Yeah. So, so you that, never you never experienced staying like in the village. I've never uh had that experience. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Where you know you take the baths with the buckets. Now I've seen that on videos and and things like that. Mm -hmm. That real Nigerian experience, I haven't, um, I haven't experienced that. Okay. I've always had air, fan, things like that, okay. bathrooms. Yeah. So what do, I know in Ghana, like you have the cows sitting over here chilling. You got the chickens running around and the <laughs> baby goats just Everything just running around free. Yeah, like, now, everything is free over there. That's true. Now, I have experienced that. Um, I woke up one morning. We were in our apartment, and there was a lot of noise. 
And I looked out, it was just a whole bunch of cows and somebody was herding them. And they're like, just going down the road. I'm like, wow, they do that, huh? He's like, yeah. And I've seen um, chickens just run free. And I'm like, how are the chickens just out here? You know, (laughs) who do they belong to? You know, who do they belong to? And he's like, well, chickens got to eat too, love. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, just chickens, just chickens. They don't belong to anybody. They're just roaming free. Yeah, it's so. a lot different. The scenery is so different over there because you know they it got a lot of animals over here caged. So. Right, right. It is so different. Now, this last time I did see dogs inside of a cage and I thought maybe they were trying to sell them, but they were so bunched up. Mm-hmm. And, and my husband was like, yeah, they're going to sell them. I said, well, why do they got them so bunched up? You know, I said, well, they're going to sell them and people are going to use that, this meat. And I said, you're kidding me. And he said, yeah. So I was like, wow. (laughs) But I guess if you know, if that's your thing, you come up with that, then it's not weird, you know, if that's. I agree with that. Because, you know, people from other countries will look at us and say the things we eat is weird. Oh, it's not right. So who are we to say that what they eat isn't right? Right. Because if you come up eating that, that's normal. That's your normal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I didn't think that I would like goat. But when I go over, that's one of the things I, I ask for. Um, properly prepared goat. They already know I'm going to want that. So, yeah. Okay. So do you have children? I have children. Uh, okay. Between us, we have six all together. Uh, okay. three, three boys three girls I have three that I gave birth to and I have three in Nigeria that I did not but all of them call me mom okay so, I so have does six. he have kids the three the three okay. that those three there. okay yeah. okay yeah so there's no room for no more we we got eight we once <laughs> we take care of these when we take care of these six we done done well you know <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, that's that's pretty much over with. That's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're looking for something else now. Maybe maybe a grandkid will come, but okay. Yeah. Okay. So, how does your children feel about you being in this type of relationship? Your family, they love it. They love okay. it. Um, I haven't received a bit of kickback at all. Awesome. You know, and. I think when we were denied our first visa, the K-1 some years back and Zion was, my youngest was still here. And she was sad as well, cause she said, oh, I thought I was gonna be able to uh, teach Isaac and Chris, show them America, but now she's gone off to college. So it's been a long process. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, is uh, waiting and welcoming. They're ready to welcome uh, Mike and everyone. You know, it's our little, our family is so small here in Arkansas. And I feel very fortunate because when I got with Mike and his family is huge. Mm-hmm. So now my family is huge. So um, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, everybody's welcoming. Okay, awesome. And his family welcomed you when you were there, right? Oh my goodness. Uh yes, 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 yes. Um 
went overly welcomed. I was overly welcomed. I tell you, um, you know, we took that long trip from Lagos to Ando because that's where he lives. Mm-hmm. And we made it to his brother's house. Well, his brother's uh, place, there's a big balcony up there. And I stepped out the car and they were like, hey, hey, hey. It was like 30 or 40 deep. They were up there, you know, welcoming me to Nigeria. And they had all these outfits made. They had a big um, dinner party thing waiting for me. And his family came from all over. And it's been that way every every time I go over. Everybody is just so wonderful. And I really, you know, I don't feel a stranger anymore mm-hmm. you know I I feel like well I know they're my family they're my family okay mm-hmm. it's nice to know that you know the family both families are welcoming to both of you you know right so there's no pressure of feeling some type of way uh you know because you no. know you know just as well as I know a lot of the um, American families do not accept these type of relationships. I mean, which there's nothing they can do about it because it's mm-hmm. our lives, but a lot of them just give negative feedback. The first thing they say, we being scammed, just uh-huh. they just want a green card, just right. all the I've read, I've I've read a lot of statements in the groups. Um because so I know that that a lot of women go through that. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've read about it. Now um 2016 when I first brought Mike to my sister she she passed the the next year uh because she and I were as close as you come it's like we were one and the same um I told her I told her I met a guy she's like oh wow great you met a guy I said yeah and uh what's his name I told her uh, her his name oh that's wonderful how old is he oh that's wonderful everything was wonderful wonderful <laughs> then I I she didn't ask me I said oh and, but uh he's in Nigeria she was like leave them Nigerian men alone you don't know nothing about Nigeria <laughs> And I say, yeah, I may don't, I don't, maybe I don't know anything about Nigerian men, but I'm finna find out. She said, I know you are. Yeah, I'm finna find out. Yeah. (laughs) But other than, you know, other than that, that was sort of funny. You made me remember that. But yeah, we've, we've not had any uh, pushback, kickback or anything. And you know, it just helps the relationship to flow a little smoother, you know? It it does, does. it does. Not hearing all of that. But then uh, everybody know I'm not going to hear all that negativity anyway. Mm -hmm. I can, I can see something negative in a group on a post and I'm going to, I'm going to flip on by it because I don't even want that in my psyche. You know, I'm just going to ignore it and flip on by it. I I ain't got time to even ingest what they're, what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. So yeah. So after y'all got married, were you able to spend some extra time with him before you came home? Oh, uh, my, the way my job set up, I can't do more than two weeks okay. uh, over there. And, you know, it's like he doesn't seem to want to understand that. I can't stay over here two months, babe. I can't stay, you know. So two weeks uh and and maybe two and a half has been my max that I've been able to um stay 
Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe soon I won't have to uh, worry about that because we do plan to have a home on both continents. So okay, that's a that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that um, y'all were to deny the K one. Right. Do you mind if I ask why? And I'm asking because there are other people going through that process and just so happen if it happens to where they get denied, mm-hmm. they will have some information on maybe what they need to do, if they need to take take another route, like the CR1 or yeah, something that's what like I that. Afterwards. Okay, the reason that they gave us for denying, because I believe at the interview, everything was going great the way Mike told it. Uh, they liked all his, of his answers. And then right at the end, they looked and saw that our petition had expired. By the time that he got an interview, our petition uh effective date had Mm -hmm. expired. And so when I called the National Visa Center and started trying to inquire, I'm like, well, we can't give ourselves these interview dates. You know, um, it's not our fault that it expired. They told me that I should have um, sent a email before it expired to them saying, hey, it's getting close Mm -hmm. uh, to the expiration date. And so me trying to do something after the fact uh, was a no-go. And so they told him that only the best thing to do now, which I think is just another way for them to get extra money out of somebody filing again, is for me to go over and marry and then do a CR1 instead of the fiance visa. Okay. So what you're saying that that's what I wanted to do was like, if people are going through that K-1 visa, they need to watch their date, the application date. Right. And uh, if it's getting close to that date, reach Mm -hmm. out to them by email, as they told you, you and let them know, hey, it's getting close. We need an interview date. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what they, that's what I should have done. But you know, if you don't know, I mean, that that's nowhere in the manual. I mean, I bought the book. (laughs) It's not in the manual. Those are just some of the things that, you know, you learn as you go through this arduous process. It's, you know, but I'm glad that I have a world of patience. I have a world of patience because, and that's something that you're going to have to have is a world of patience. I've learned not to look so much at the destination, um, but rather to enjoy my journey. And we do that. We do enjoy our journey. Yeah. Okay. So when when it's time for you to pack them suitcases up and get them wheels to rolling Mm -hmm. and leave your husband behind, how did you feel? I felt first time I was, first time I felt relieved. Because I, not that I went over to expect something to go wrong, but I was just so relieved that everything went right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, down to, I was sort of ticky down to how the person walks. I mean, because you, the lot, you you can't see over the phone or through video calls and chats and things like that, voice calls, a lot that you can't see. And you don't know if you actually mail together. 
-hmm. You know, how do you feel in this person's presence? And at the end, and I'm on that plane and I was like, wow, that was so nice. This was nice. You know, you're running back all of the events of how things happen. And it was like, okay, yeah, he, he got a strut. I like that. You know, <laughs> he smelled good. Okay. I like that. And he's affectionate. Okay. I like that because I had read so many different things. Old oh, Nigerian men are not affectionate. When he saw me, he hugged me at the airport first time, kissed me, you know, he'll do that wherever we are in front of his 30 some people. He's hugging me and kissing me. Um, we walk down the street, he's holding my hand. And so I don't know what that part is about that they're not affectionate. Maybe I got the different kind, I don't know. But this last time in the airport, um, I had on sandals and not that I didn't tell him my feet were hurting or anything. He just put my foot, my leg in his lap and he started rubbing my feet in the airport. You know, it's a little place back there where you can eat, you know, waiting on your flights. And we, he's always kissed me goodbye. We hugged and, you know, um, so it wasn't a teary thing that first time. My first time leaving him was a feeling of, oh, I'm so relieved that this is it. This is my man. This is my guy. You know, uh, I haven't made a mistake or anything like that. But now the um, the second and third time, I think, were harder. Um, especially the third time after I got married and my time with him was too short. But by mm -hmm. this time, we were sort of um, old pros at, okay, we've done this before. And, and you know, right now I'm planning another trip. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I'll be over in a little bit too. So we sort of old pros at enjoying the process. <laughs> Yeah. So. so when you say that um, you heard all those stories, I've heard them too. And a lot of the women that say that the African men, which is Nigeria and Ghanaian men, mm -hmm. are not affectionate. But here's my thing. Every woman brings out a different type of man. I think so. I Maybe think he's so just too. not affectionate with you. Right. Because I didn't you have know, that issue out of my husband. Y'all seen it. So. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I say, well, wow, really? That's the way it is. Okay. And I've even heard that I've done this. I do this for my husband and he's never done this. I've seen that on, I'm like, what? So your, your man doesn't write you letters and that you can keep sake. Uh, he doesn't send you gifts from across the water, DHL outfits and things. And I'm like, okay, well, mine does. So I don't know what that's like, you know? Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff they say, I can't relate to it. I haven't experienced it. So, but sometimes a lot of these women try to make their situation everybody else's and you can't do right. that. You can't do that. No two That's, marriages are the same. Just, right. It's not. So. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I think a lot of uh, women go into a relationship with um the Nigerian or American men trying to bring everything that they have ever been through with the man into this one. Now, if you're going to do that, you might as well just not even do it. You know, don't even do it. I've grown over the course of these six years uh, that I've been with my husband. I've grown immensely because I've all, I've, all I've ever known was American men and how they, um, 
act and do and things like that. Cause, um, but Mike, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you. Now, if you w wish to continue, you may, but I'm done. And he's done. He means that. So what do I look like uh, arguing with myself? That's silly. And then another thing that he's taught me years ago, taught me that I've learned from him is that we should never use words that are no good for this relationship. Mm -hmm. Now that's saying a lot because you know, as a black woman, having to do everything and having to watch out for yourself all the time, you we develop this, um, you know, fight or flight type mentality, mm -hmm. then it comes out through our, our mouth. And so he said, yeah, we shouldn't use words that are no good for this relationship. I've heard people get on there and I, you know, told him off. I did say, well, I never did that. I've never uh, talked to him that way because cultures are different. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, you're trying to mail two totally different because I can say something and I didn't even think it was a big thing that I say it. But to him, it was like, oh, you said that you said that I was crazy. I'm like, I was joking, babe. When I said, oh, you crazy. Oh, you know, and, and he took that as being quite offensive. I'm like, crazy. That's that's just sort of a joke, you know, but I can't say that. So we need to learn. Um, what are those touchy words, I think? Yeah, and I think that goes both ways. They also yeah. need to know the words that are offensive to us as Americans. Right. Because yeah. I know when my husband got here, I dropped a lot of F-bombs, not towards him, but just mm -hmm. in general. And he was just right. like, honey, don't say that. It's disrespectful. Oh. But guess what? I'm out. Now he dropping F-bombs too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I already know. <laughs> uh -huh. So now he dropping the F bomb. There's some other words that I use. So, yeah. you know, he done picked up on a lot of my slang. So, okay. since he's been here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the language is, is quite different. You know, the language is different, uh, even though it's an English. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think what uh, Mike speaks is like called a King's English because it's so, you know, but mm -hmm. we just put all kind of stuff in there and it means totally different. So it's a new experience, but it's, it's, it's been a hell of a ride and it's been wonderful, you know? Okay. So let me stop right here. Um, the people that's watching in the audience, if you have any questions that you have for Miss Yolanda, please put them in the comments now so that we can get her to answer those for you. Thank you. So what would you say is the biggest, um, cultural difference between the two of you the two of you hmm, the biggest cultural difference there's a lot of cultural differences <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah but what's like the main one the main one i think the main one is what they view women to be like and to do and to function like in a, a family or a marriage situation versus here in America that's a different thing all the way around. I think that's the biggest cultural difference. Um, 
And someone like me, you know, the men there, they are the providers, you know, which is good. It's great. They are the protectors. That's good. That's great. Uh, they go out and, you know, they bring all the bacon in and, you know, the woman prepares it and, and they don't, the women don't really uh, buck up against nothing mm-hmm. that um, the man does, you know, and I think that's a big cultural difference because um, <laughs> I don't, you know, now, uh, <laughs> you know, I think women here in the country I already know. So I'm gonna say, you know, no, you you what you mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you know, they can go and they don't even have to say, well, I'm going to such and such so and so and I'll be back such and such. They just go and mm-hmm. they come. You know, and whatever mm-hmm. they do, uh it's okay. But mm, yeah. That, <laughs> So I think that's that to me is a is a biggie. Yeah, it is. Um, but once they get here in America, I had to explain this to my husband too. It's not that I just want to know where you're going, but in America, you already know the black man's life is a yeah. target. The day right. they get out, the moment they get out of the bed and walk out the door, you right? Know that. So yeah. I had to tell him how important it is that you tell me where you're at. So if something happens to you, I can tell them where you told me you was going and they know where to look for you at. So it's not all about just wanting to know where you're going. Yeah, it's not about the wanting to know. It's just Mm -hmm. a difference in, I think, the way that they men operate in those kind of uh, family units in in Africa versus here. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not just about that. It could be about anything. Hey, you know, this is what uh, I needed. We need to do this right here. And this is it. No, we just say, let's let's get this thing together. Let's discuss it and let's meet. Um, And because of those cultural differences are so uh, vastly on one side and this side, what we have decided to do mm-hmm. is that I'm not going to try to make it seem like he's an American man when he gets here because I know he's not. And right. he's not going to try to make me uh, into a Nigerian woman because he knows that I'm not. But when we come together, we have to build our own culture. We have to make our own culture and what works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we've decided to do because otherwise you know, somebody my age sort of said my ways a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm mouthy too. And he, he's mouthy, you know, and he's aggressive and he's headstrong. But the only problem is you got a wife that's the same way, mm-hmm. you know? Hey. I get it. Because we clash yeah. like that too. We're both headstrong. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes I just tap out me like, you know what? We're not doing this today. Just whatever. Look, Yeah, you just tap out. <laughs> Just forget it. But I get what you're saying, though. In their culture, it's pretty much what the man says goes, right. And, right. and that's it. Right. But and it's not that way here. It's can't, it can't be that way here. Yeah, it can't. They don't like you to question them. Just oh, yeah. Right. None of that. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. But I he's, got, know. he's gotten a whole lot better with it. He don't care now because he said, I'm not going to give in. I'm not one that's easy to break. So he knows. Right. Mm-hmm. So me and you are on, on right, right together on that. <laughs> right together. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, you know that I'm married to an African too, but you know, over there, these men don't make a lot of money over there. So mm-hmm. do y'all talk about financial issues? Um, do you uh send money to like help him when he needs something? Mm-hmm. Stuff yeah. like that. There is nothing uh that we don't talk about. Um, I can honestly say that nothing is off limits, nothing is taboo. Um, and you're right. They they do not have uh, most of them. Now, I'm not saying all, but most of them do not have um good jobs. You know, they do little menial day type labor things. And so you know, when I see that question in the groups, because a lot of women, oh, do y'all send money over there? I'm like, I scroll on by them, them questions too, because, you know, they make me irritated and sick. Uh, but yes, I do uh, send money. But now when we became married and even before we were actually officially married, we were husband and wife already. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Um, and it's actually uh, official here in the states. There are moves that I can't even make with my own property that I've had mm-hmm. until uh, I get a something from him at the embassy saying it's okay. Now that's mm-hmm. one thing. And the kids that are over there are on my official government paperwork here okay. already. So uh, our money is just that, our money. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was a six-figure earner by myself already. So me helping my man is not a problem. I've always done it. And, you know, when people ask those questions about y'all shouldn't send money over there, they're just trying to scam you. I'm like, okay, you make your own money and you don't know what to do with your own money, then that's your situation. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to send, don't. If you uh, feel some kind of way, then don't. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be a public everybody is this that and the other because everybody is never it's never everybody's this everybody mm-hmm. is that and and we've grown to that point now i didn't just jump off like that no we've been in this thing some years now um so and it's love is like trust is like honesty all of that stuff is built mm-hmm. all of that stuff is built um yeah, my husband was doing little taxi, uh, driving a little Al-Qaeda thing when I first met him. But now he has a taxi car and we've opened a shop in a business center. Come on, where with he, sister. He Come does on. services over there. So and, and sell phone accessories. So whatever I do for him, I'm doing for myself. And if you're not in that type of relationship, then st- then stay over here and do what you need to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, women, these um, a lot of American women get into these relationships and they act like they're not looking for anything. Everybody is looking for something. You know, what I'm looking for is, is not money because I make my own, okay? Right. But what I'm looking for is some companionship, some friendship, some, some honesty, somebody that I can grow old with or have fun with now. And build with. Can, 
and deal with now. Okay, so people, women need to know themselves and what they're looking for in the relationship. Okay, if if your man is is uh, falling over here and you're up over here, what you look like? What you look like? You know, so we have plans. Like I say, we plan to be owners on both continents. Uh, he wants to build um, a hotel or something that he can employ his family members or our family members so they can have some come up mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, my situation maybe is just a little bit different, maybe because I'm older and I don't know, but I when, when I when I stepped into this, when I stepped in with both feet and I'm I'm all in. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it, sis. Thank you. So about the culture, what did you love about the culture? The food. The family. The family. Um, the way that everybody works together as a family. I like that. Um, when one person doesn't have in the family, uh, the other person in the family does have, and they come over they, together and nobody suffers. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. And, you know, I had to get used to the, uh, our wife thing a little bit, but then I realized that that's the culture. What they were saying is that I am a wife in the Michael family. Mm-hmm. That's all that they're saying. And, you know, it's just the togetherness, how they just welcomed me. Um, Even Mike's kid's mom uh, just welcomed me wholeheartedly. I love her. She's my sister. Uh, Talked with her this morning at length. Um, She texted me and she said, are you going to wear something from over here on the show? (laughs) And so... I was like, well, I really wasn't going to do that, you know, and she said, please do, please do. And so that she's the reason I got this on. I just love, love thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I just love the, the way that the family gets together. I, I love that the family atmosphere, you know. So what about the food? What's your favorite? Have you learned to cook the African dishes? I have not, but I, I got a subscription to Forks and Fingers. So whenever he comes, I can have, <laughs> and I found out all of the places that sell uh, Nigerian ingredients. So, but Mike's a cook. Oh, Mike mm-hmm. can throw down. I haven't learned, but if I learn, then I will let him show me uh, what he likes uh, and how he likes to prepare. I have been listening to you guys with, you know, don't buy this expensive pots and things like that for <laughs> just get some regular stuff but um I can't eat a lot of the the food because it is so hot now I'm just going to be honest with you on that I stepped out the plane that heat hit me in the face Whew. and then you know I'm up in age so I got another heat hit me <laughs> and then here you go with this this food you know just pepper 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 hitting me. Whew. I put something in my mouth one time and I, I, I kid you not, I just profusely started sweating. Mm. Um, but I do like the goat um, when we go out to the clubs and they have the little goat. And so I will ask for that now. And I like the catfish, but I, I don't can't, I don't like the 
head looking at me, eyes looking at me when I'm trying to eat it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've tried most of all of the dishes and yeah, they're, they're growing on me. I'll put it that way. They're growing on me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to take some questions from the audience over here. Okay. Let's see what they're talking about. I got four moderators on here. So y'all help me and find these questions. Okay, Miss Olympia Moses Hardaway. Miss Olympia Hardaway Moses said, what would you do? Would, would she do anything different concerning her relationship? Mm. Would I do anything different? Uh, I can't really even think of anything different that I would do. Like I said, the only thing is having to file twice, um, doing the K-1, and then now doing the CR-1. I wish I had known more about it, but you can't know until you go through a thing. Mm -hmm. um, what would I have done differently? I can't think of anything that I would have done differently. I like the time that Mike and I actually spent to build our relationship on a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that we can talk about anything. You know, a lot of times people get into the relationship and then they bring the man over here and then they find out that they got a wife already over there with kids and you done brought them over. It's something you didn't do. It's something that you didn't do your investigation or you uh, ignored some red flags. I'm, I'm going to be all up in your stuff like that. Are you going to, hey, and it's going to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, if it doesn't make sense to me, then we're not, we're not going to do this. So a lot of times people blame the other person when you didn't do what you should have done. Uh, I think, but no, I can't think of anything that I would have done differently. Okay. Mm -hmm. Vicki Davis Sowell says, is there an age difference between the two of you? I think she came on late. Yeah, there's a 11 year age difference. I'm uh, 55 and he's 44. Okay. Tonya Pugh said, I apologize if I missed it, but how long were you dating before marriage became a topic? A marriage became a topic with him about six months out and I ignored it. Um, so, but then six months later, right at a year of talking, we became engaged. Yeah, first time he asked me, I'm like, uh, he said, you're, well, he didn't really ask me. That's another thing. He <laughs> said, you're going to be my wife. And I didn't even respond. I just ignored it, you know? And then uh, three, four weeks later, again, he came back, but he came back with a different way. Would you, do you think you would consider marrying a man? <laughs> I said, now nah, that's a little bit better. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. Miss Gigi Oko says, is your husband in the USA now? No, he's still in Nigeria and I'm getting ready to go back. My fifth trip. <laughs> okay. Let me see if any more questions in here. Do y'all have any more questions for her? So what have you learned so far about being in this um, intercultural long distance marriage? 
what I have learned is that there is a difference between American men and Nigerian men. I'm just gonna go and say that. Uh, but if I hadn't met Mike first, then I wouldn't have been married but one time. I can say that. Um, he's never given me any reason not to trust him, not to love him. I, this is, even though it's the hardest thing I've ever done, trying to be in a long distance uh, relationship. Well, not trying to be, I, I am here. But baby, you all the way in it. I'm, I'm all the way in it. It's the best thing that I've ever done. It's the best thing I've ever done. And I think that people shouldn't sleep on uh, a man just because he's uh, from Africa. I think they do themselves a vast disservice. Um, you know, he's, he's in, enhanced my life so much. And I'm looking forward to even more. Um, I have no regrets. He's, you know, it's just, you know, even when we are not getting along, you know, it's not like not getting along with me in here. It's a different not getting along. It's like, oh, he'll get quiet. Okay, he's quiet now, so he got an issue, you know, <laughs> or, um, it's it's just it's just different. Like I said, he he won't argue with me. If you want to continue, you may, but I'm done. I know he's done. Then we have to table that, and we'll visit it another time. Or if I say something that he doesn't quite like, he'll come to me um, with compassion and humility and say we shouldn't use words that are not good for this relationship. Oh, and the one time I blocked him, and I don't even remember when I blocked what I blocked him for. But this was before we got married, right? And I blocked him. And when I finally unblocked, because I've only blocked him once, and I think we have been talking, oh, a year and a half maybe. And I had been over there one time, and I blocked him. I don't know what it was. And when I finally unblocked him, he sent me a video, and he said, "Can you believe it? You block your husband." Like, he's not my husband yet but that's what he said and he said he said don't ever do that again don't block your husband so, <laughs> i've never done it again but you know even when we're not uh mailing together real good it's, it's still a pleasant um you know situation i you know so i mean this is the best thing i've it's the best thing for me I can, it ain't just, for, I can agree it with you. It's not for that. everybody, though. It's not I can for everybody. Agree with you. I agree with you on that because um, they do come with you in humility and they so uh -huh. calm, yeah. you know, and trying to get through the situation versus, and I'm going to speak for me, the American men I've been with, mm -hmm. it's not that way. They want to sure cussing and talking oh. loud and just, it's crazy. Everything. So it's oh, just, everything. it's different. It really is. It really is. Like I said, if I had met him first, I would have been married but one time. You know, so. Do y'all have see. any more questions for her? Okay, Miss Yolanda, what advice would you give to American women who are just starting out on this long distance intercultural um, relationship journey? Okay, the best advice I can give uh, a woman that's considering this is to know yourself. Forget about trying to know them right now. Know yourself, because if you know that you are the type of woman that's going to have to have a cuddle buddy in the evening every night, this ain't it. This ain't it. Um, 
if you know that you're the type of woman that's going to feel like uh, so everything that happens is that, oh, they're trying to scam me. I read about that in the, in the group. This ain't it. Know yourself. Are you going to be able to go in for the long haul? Because it's not for the faint of heart. And you can see from it, even my situation that this has taken time. But what I've learned to do instead of curse the rain, I've learned to dance in the rain and enjoy the journey. I love that's that. What I, that's what I've learned to do. So Don't curse you know, the rain, dance in it, huh? Dance in it. <laughs> dance in the rain. Learn to dance in the rain. My husband said, I know you like the rain. Yes, let's get out there in it. I can physically, actually get out in the rain. He thinks I'm crazy because I'll get out in the rain. I said, yeah, that's why I got this kind of hair. Don't you get wet if it's all right. It's still all right. Let's get okay. out there in the rain, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just know yourself. Know okay. yourself first. Uh, if you if you have issues that you're trying to let someone help you heal from, don't, don't get into this kind of relationship mm -hmm. because these men, most of them are uh, they've been used to being a survivor. They're trying to survive. So if you need all of this, uh, help me go through this thing, do, do your shadow work yourself. Fix yourself. Love yourself be before you can call yourself loving anybody mm -hmm. else. You know, and know that this isn't for everybody, but don't, don't sleep on the African man. Know yourself. Know yourself. That's, that's the best advice I can give. If you know, that you're living from paycheck to paycheck and hey trying to come up with these flights and going and this and that my brother-in-law asked mike's brother said what does it cost you to come over here i said a thousand over and a thousand back because i like my comfort mm -hmm. you know so if you know that's going to be a, a area of contention for you a difficulty for you then maybe not now and that's i think that's another reason that a lot of these men get with people who are older because they're a little bit more um, stable, stable and established. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you don't have a good, uh, stable home life yourself, don't bring somebody else into to that. You know what I'm saying? That's not fair. That's not fair. But the biggest thing is my advice for them would be to know yourself first. That's if you advice. know that you got some, some, some issues and some proud things that you're dealing with, some mindsets that you're dealing with when it comes to men, fix yourself first. Mm -hmm. Very then good advice. Go. Very good advice. So um, I'm gonna ask you this one last question and we're gonna get ready to get off. Okay. Um, your immigration process, I don't want you to go too deep into it because you are in the process and we're not going to do anything to ruin that. But is it going okay for you? My you immigration, I we DQ'd June 6, yes. 2021. Okay. So we're just waiting uh, on an interview and I know they're running like a year and three or four months behind from other Mm -hmm. places so we're we're looking at any time now i'm really thinking around february march of next year we should have another interview okay 
Well, Miss Yolanda, it has been a pleasure having you on the Lampo Show podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview you and share your knowledge and your wisdom with the world about an intercultural long distance marriage. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. I love you, Tina. More I love power you too. to you. More power to you. And hey, you know, we may have to do this again after everything uh, comes. Sure, full most circle. definitely. Most full definitely. Circle. But you keep, thank- you keep going. And thank you so much to our viewers for tuning in, watching us on the show tonight. Tomorrow, tune in because we will have a guest from the 90 Day Fiance on here with us tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we will see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.